With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, we've got the final four set. Zags going up against UCLA and Baylor going up against Houston and the other side, the Battle of Texas. If you are listening to me right now on the West Coast, you may just be waking up. If you're listening to me on the East Coast and you've been up for a while, or even if you're just waking up, you might be very bleary-eyed because it was a super late night for sports fans, especially on the East Coast. Five seconds remaining in the game. Michigan comes down the uh, court and has two three-point baskets to send the Wolverines back to the Final Four. Jawan Howard there hoping for an opportunity to have not only coached in the Final Four, but we already know he has played in the Final Four. To do both at his alma mater would be an incredible accomplishment, the likes of which has not been achieved by very many people in the history of college basketball. Unfortunately for Michigan, both of those shots do not land. And as a result, UCLA survives an incredibly ugly basketball game, their fifth straight win in the tournament after losing, after losing crazily, incredibly, unbelievably, four games to finish the season. They now are in this situation where they could potentially 
pull off one of the biggest upsets in Final Four history. They are a 14-ish point underdog. I also want to let you know, don't forget to check where you rank in Fox Sports Radio's M-Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge at foxsportsradio.com. Perfect brackets are long gone, but still up for grabs is $1,000 for the listener in first place, $300 for second place, and $200 for third place. Frank F. as the listener, currently in first place as we head into the Final Four, and TJ Husmanjada is leading the host bracket. The full standings can be accessed via foxsportsradio.com. It's the M Drive Million Dollar Bracket Challenge. Refind your prime with M Drive. And I got to be honest with you, I want to know where I rank right now because my championship game is still theoretically alive. And uh, I'm going to pull that up right now and see how I rank relative to all of the other people out there that are uh, in the mix to potentially be uh, considered champions here. Dub, how is your bracket done? Have you looked in any way? I have. Actually, I'm in one big uh, bracket challenge. Not going to win that one, but I'm in a smaller one. And if Gonzaga wins, I think I'm going to win. It's me and my roommates and a few other people. So it's like seven or eight people total. So if Gonzaga can take care of business, beat UCLA, and then beat either Houston or Baylor. I think I'm going to come out on top, even though I only had two of the four Final Four teams. Yeah, I'm going in right now and trying to find the different leaderboard. And let's see, I've got the VIP group, which is just all of Dan Patrick's group. And he's got like so many VIPs in there, I can't even hardly keep track of it. And what I'm looking for is our leaderboard uh, as opposed to the overall leaderboard. So I'm not sure where uh, how to actually see this. I got it right here in front of me, Clay. We All got, right, where, where do I rank? We got TJ Hushmanzada at the top, like you stated. You, not too bad, not too great. You're sitting there in sixth place right now, one spot and one point behind Doug Gottlieb. Uh, who's going to join the show here shortly is scheduled. Do I have a chance to actually still win the bracket challenge? Because I still could have both of my teams that are in the, uh, that are in the mix, right? I still have potentially the national title game still potentially accurate. Yeah, I don't think so because by the looks of TJ's bracket, he has Gonzaga and Baylor in the final as well with Gonzaga winning it all. I assume that's what you have. Yes. If you're already behind him, it doesn't seem It'd like... It would be impossible for me th- to catch There's him. no path for a victory. No path to the title that's for me. That's right. Uh, well, that is a little bit crushing. I'm not going to lie, because I would like the bragging rights. But at least I'm not uh, absolutely falling apart. And I imagine that a lot of other people's brackets... Honestly, if Michigan had won, we were basically going to have a chalk bracket. And uh, what I think we're going to end up with is the Zags going head-to-head with Baylor which will be yet another COVID sports season that is effectively ending with what, again, what I think is going to happen on Saturday is I think the Zags will win. And I also think uh, that we will see Baylor win. And if that happens, those were the two favorites coming into the NCAA tournament. And so we would be in a position where we would end up with the exact same two teams playing for the championship that all of the experts would have forecast before the season started. And that would continue the trend that we've seen happening throughout the course of sports so far this year. Dodgers win in Major League Baseball. They were the favorite. Lakers win in the NBA. They were the favorite. Uh, The Tampa Bay Lightning win in the NHL. They were the favorite. Alabama Crimson Tide wins in college football. They were the favorite. Tom Brady 
ends up beating the favorite of the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl, but it's hard to say that Brady's not in some way a favorite given the fact that he's been to 10 Super Bowls and that he's won seven of them. So it has been a chalk COVID sports season. And if you start to think about why that might be, the most disciplined teams are the ones that have had the ability to stay together even during all of these challenging times. And the most disciplined teams are often the best teams. And the teams that might sometimes pull off a chaotic win have not been able to stay together in the same way that they might have historically been able to do. So I talked about why we have underrated the Zags uh, during the top of the second hour of this program. But I do think that what they are poised to accomplish and what they are poised to pull off if they get to 32-0, and right now they are 30-0 and with a miraculous 29 of those wins by double digits. They have covered and won every NCAA tournament game so far by double digits, even with the very high expectations they brought into the NCAA tournament. Arguably, they have matched and outlasted all of those expectations so far, it is, to me, an incredible accomplishment so far that they have managed in the NCAA tournament. And now they are a 14-point favorite, which is one of the biggest lines we have ever seen in the Final Four over UCLA. And I don't want to take away anything that UCLA accomplished in beating, as a big underdog, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the two-seed in their bracket, and then overcoming the uh, number one seed in Michigan. But my goodness, it is pretty wild to even think about uh, what uh, UCLA has managed here. And also, it's kind of a crazy scenario that we find ourselves in where UCLA, one of the winningest programs in the history of college basketball, is finding itself as a Cinderella in the NCAA tournament, which never happens because, again, They are one of the all-time winningest programs in the history of college basketball. And yet, as an 11 seed in the play-in game against Michigan State, they looked like they were on the ropes. They were close to losing. They had to go to overtime and win there. They had to go to overtime and beat Alabama over the weekend. And then they outlast two really good looks from Michigan in the final five seconds to potentially advance. Instead, the Wolverines miss. And Jawan Howard, who has been a wildly successful coach so far, is not going to be able to take the next step. Uh, By the way, Alabama and Michigan combined to go 17 of 36 from the free throw line and 10 of 39 from three-point range in the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight. The Bruins beat Alabama in overtime and Michigan by two. And that, my friends, is how you can go from being 0-4 to finish off the regular season in college basketball and then suddenly get to 5-0 in the NCAA tournament. There is no way uh, that you can ever predict exactly what is going to happen in the NCAA tournament because in a one-game basketball scenario, anything can happen. And if you doubt me, go watch any NBA playoff series. How often does the 8th seed or whatever it may be beat the one seed it's not uncommon winning every series by a sweep doesn't happen very often even for the best teams craziness happens in a seven game series the best team usually wins but in a seven game series the worst team sometimes wins 
one or two games. Sometimes they might even win three and force a game seven. That is what makes the NCAA tournament so fun. Think about this. Would you watch more of the NBA early playoff action if they had an NCAA tournament-style championship crowning? Imagine that. If every single game that was played in the NBA playoffs was life or death, if every team got into the playoff, uh, let's say, and you just got seeded based on where you finished in the regular season. So what are the 30 NBA teams? Let's pretend, you know, they basically give a pass to the first two or whatever. But so you could end up with an even bracket. But let's pretend that you had a scenario where the Golden State Warriors, the year they went 73-9, and would get into the playoffs and they could lose to anybody in a one-game situation. How crazy would that be? It's not particularly fair. In fact, I think it's fair to say that the way that the NCAA College Basketball Championship is awarded is actually the least fair of pretty much any sport in America. Because, granted, football, you only get one opportunity to play, so you never get to play best-of series, but that's understood with football because you play a lot fewer games. If you're a great team, the tournament is an awful, awful scenario for you, like Gonzaga right now. If this were the best, now that they're in the Final Four, if you had to win two out of three, or you had to win three out of five, or four out of seven, there would be no suspense at all, unless there was some sort of major injury issue associated with the Zags, they would roll to an absolutely dominant national championship. They might not lose to anybody, but in a best seven-game series, they might lose a game or two here or there, but there's no doubt they would win. UCLA is an inferior team to Alabama. They're an inferior team to Michigan. I really believe that. But in a one-game playoff, they've managed to beat both. And now in a one-game playoff, anything can happen against the Zags. If they played this game... 100 times, UCLA might win 20 of them. They might win 15 of them. That's a decent percentage. Maybe that's a little bit high. Maybe it's only 10. Whatever it is, it's a lot higher in a one-game scenario uh, it, it, You know, in terms of the chances than if you played a seven-game, a five-game, or a three-game even, uh, best of three, best of five, or best of seven. All right. When we come back, we are scheduled to be joined by Doug Gottlieb at Gottlieb Show. I want to encourage you uh, in the meantime to make sure that you go sign up for our podcast. Friday of last week was the biggest and the best podcast that we have ever had in terms of the number of you downloading. Uh, We want to keep that magic rolling, whether it's Google Play, whether it is uh, Stitcher, I think, whether it is iTunes, whether it's Spotify, Outkick is available everywhere. Search out my name, Clay Travis. Search out Outkick. You can exp- you can sub- uh, subscribe at any of these locations to your favorite podcast. I'd also appreciate you going and giving us five stars. Danny G reads all these reviews. And soon, sooner rather than later, he's going to have a fun segment where he catches back up with all the great reviews that you guys have been bringing to bear. Dub, do you want to make an early prediction? I just saw a text from you about what you think is going to happen in this uh, game against UCLA for the Zags. Well, it seems to me, based off those uh, free throw numbers from both uh, Alabama and Michigan, UCLA has been pretty much lucky to win these games. Tight games, they won the game, give them credit. But the free throw numbers on j- alone, don't even think about the three-point. When you miss like half your free throws and you still only lose in overtime or lose by two, 
the better team lost. And that goes to your point about the one-game scenario. I don't really foresee Gonzaga making those similar mistakes. I think Gonzaga continues to roll into the title game, probably, you know, I think against Baylor, but who knows? Houston could pull off an upset as well. Yeah, you know, I I think in general, the Zags have benefited because they've been able to just put teams away. And what I mean by that is they haven't allowed anybody to have a chance late in any of these games to really give them a run. They really haven't felt pressure. And I wonder, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit to finish off the show, and we'll be talking about that a bit more. A lot of times the pressure starts to mount on the shoulders of the really good teams. And I think you can make an analogy a little bit with this year's Zags team and the 1990 and 91 UNLV running Rebels. So for those of you who are longtime college basketball fans, Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman, Anderson Hunt, Greg Anthony, uh, the list was legion of big-time playmakers on that UNLV team. They were a lot of fun to watch. But when they were trying to defend their championship in 1991 and go undefeated, they finally got into a tight game against Duke. And that was the first of a back-to-back wins for Duke. Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, all of the Grant Hill, all of those great Duke basketball players that were on that team. And they finally got basically into a real battle with UNLV. And the running Rebs had been such a dominant force uh, during the course of their undefeated season that they didn't feel that comfortable in a pressure pack scenario. And I do wonder, and the answer may be it's not going to happen anyway because Gonzaga is so good. I'm going to talk about this a little bit to finish off the show. But I do wonder on some level whether if the Zags end up in a close game, whether the lack of close games, when you win 29 of your 30 games by double digits, there aren't a lot of late game possessions that are desperately important where you feel all of the pressure upon you and maybe, just possibly, you are a little bit weak against UCLA or the winner of Houston or Baylor, and they can fight their way to a win, partly based on the fact that the Zags, chasing history, may not have been challenged enough because of their excellence. Could that catch up with them like it cost uh, UNLV a little bit in that rematch with Duke? We'll talk about that. Up next, we are scheduled to be joined by Doug Gottlieb at at the Gottlieb Show. Uh, you can hear him on many of these same Fox Sports Radio stations later in the day. Uh, he's been calling a lot of college basketball games all season, and he is scheduled to join us next. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Murray, and I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Murray. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Murray on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you can get your podcast. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Bring in Doug Gottlieb right now. Many of you will be listening to him on many of the same affiliate stations in the afternoon as he breaks down what he saw of the college basketball games to complete the Final Four. So let's talk about the game that ended the latest, uh, Doug, because I think that's probably the one that there is the strongest opinion about right now. What stood out to you from Michigan and uh, UCLA? How stunned are you that Mick Cronin's team has won five in a row? What did you think of that epically entertaining, but also probably in many ways epically bad ball game uh, between UCLA and Michigan? I thought it was a war. I thought it looked like, you know, I've, I've covered mixed games back at Cincinnati. I remember one of my last years doing the NCAA tournament they lost to St. Joe's when they actually had a dunk at the buzzer, but it was like literally the guy's finger was on the basketball as the clock struck zero. Otherwise, they win the game. And you think of how how close they were losing to to UCLA. I mean, to Michigan State, the first game of the tournament. Right? Probably should have they're lost 14. that game. Yeah. I mean, they're down 14 to start the game. And then Michigan State had the ball with the clock winding down to take the last shot. You know, like, you, you lose that game, and none of this happens. Um, so I guess I shouldn't be surprised that it was a slobber knocker. 
Um, and I mean, that team just found a way. It was really crazy. I mean, I don't know how much you follow West Coast UCLA basketball, but when Mick first got the job, he hired a really good friend of mine, a guy named Mike Lewis. Now, Mike played in Indiana. He was on Bob Knight's last team in Indiana. He'd been on Chris Beard's staff. Uh, or he worked, worked for Coach Knight at, at Texas Tech, and then he was at Butler um, with Chris Holtman, and then he was in Nebraska, and then he was – and then he gets the UCLA job, and I said, what's the first order of business? He's like, there's a point guard in Vegas named Dacian Nix. He's going to be the best point guard in the country. That's who we're going after. It was literally a couple years ago, right? And they signed Dacian Nix. And then they lost him last year when everything shut down. The G League Select came in like in, I don't know, it was April or May, offered him a bunch of money, and he had turned it down previously. And he didn't know if there was going to be a season, so he's like, yeah, I'm going to take it. So he lost the best incoming recruit, who's an you know, All-American, a point guard. Chris Smith is their best player towards ACL. They had you know, one of their best players leave midseason. So for Mick to be able to patch this thing together and figure it out, like, it's kind of awesome. Um, and then, you know, Michigan, who that was just, I think, to a, to a basketball purist, it was an awesome game. It was just a war, just super physical. And, yeah, there are lots of missed layups and shots and stuff, but part of that is the physicality. Part of it is the fatigue. Like, you know, Michigan's been there since, I think like the first weekend they played Michigan State, uh, like March seventh, and then they left shortly thereafter for for Indianapolis. They've been there for a month, really. So that wears you down. The game wears you down, and I mean, you know, it's a it's a game where you have a couple of, you know, Franz Wagner shot an air ball wide open that could have won the game. You know, the second to last possession for Michigan, and it wasn't like it was a thing of beauty, but. It was just a team that that, that made enough uh, buckets to win. So I don't think it's a defamation of the Big Ten's character that Michigan lost, considering you know they didn't have one of their best players play at all in the in in the NCAA tournament. But uh, it's definitely a defining win, not just for the Pac-12, but for UCLA and Mick Cronin, the guy who took over the job, and they've been be- they've been better than expected every year, and despite all the things that went against him. That dude just he got his team to find a way, and he is a he is everything you think, right? Like son of a coach, tougher than a two dollar steak, like one of those guys, a little bit of little man syndrome, but that works for him. And his teams play just like his personality. His teams play like almost crazed toughness, and it works. And they scored one more point than Michigan. You know what's wild, Doug? I'm looking at Mick Cronin's history, and I think I'm doing the math right. He's coached for 18 years. Coming into this year, he'd been a head coach for 17 years, however you want to say it. He'd won six NCAA tournament games in 17 years. Now, he's coached three different places. He was at Cincinnati. He's obviously now at UCLA. And before that, I believe, I'm screwing up, he was at Murray State. Yeah, that's right. Uh, He won six NCAA tournament games in all those years. He's won five this year. That's pretty wild, isn't it? Well, that's why you go to UCLA, though, right? Like, I mean, he didn't get a good seed this year, but usually you get a good seed and you have a little bit better players. But it is wild. It is wild. You know, um, this whole thing, this whole this whole thing is 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 crazy. I mean, look, I don't know, I don't know. Had you ever watched Houston on TV like ten years ago? 
I, I used to. I've done Houston games. Tom Pender's been. I've been. My 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 mom did like a high school leadership camp with Tom Penders. I swear to God, this is like almost sixty years ago. So I remember doing a doing a a game, a Houston game, and I go down there, and he shows me around. And the arena used to be called Hoff Heinz Pavilion. Now it's uh, the Fertitta Center. You know, the Fertitta's filled throwing a bunch. Yeah. Of and when I tell you it was the biggest dump in college basketball. Like, Rice was probably the biggest dump. But Hoffines, like, Rice has no history. Hoffines were five slam and jammer plays. And it was literally the exact same building. Like, they hadn't done anything to it since the early 80s. Yeah. It was awful. And they used to do a game, and you'd be careful how loud you would talk because the players and the coaches could hear you. Like, this is not that long ago. And now they're like a two-seat in the, in the Final Four. Like, it's crazy. Okay, so we've talked a lot during the course of the show this morning about Gonzaga and whether they have Gonzaga. been. Yeah, Gonzaga. I know. I know. Gonzaga. Have they Gonzaga. been wildly undercovered now that they are 30 and 0, 29 double digit wins? If you think about the way Kentucky was covered, and I understand Kentucky's a little bit different. I was there. But, I, covered their, I covered their last undefeated game for CBS. Maybe okay. Florida. Uh, Billy Donovan's so, last regular season game, too, though. So you know how big of a story that was. I, I yes. feel like the idea yes. that the Zags You're are going right. to be the first unbeaten team, potentially, in college basketball to win a championship in 45 years, and a lot of sports fans just haven't paid a lot of attention to this story or, frankly, even knew it was going on. Correct. I mean, look, it's a product of a bunch of things. It's a product of being in the Pacific Northwest, being in a small Jesuit school, um, you know, playing inferior competition, much of your conference play. It's a product of the fact they didn't play Baylor earlier this year who they were supposed to play. It's a product of even though they're the only team in the country to be in the Sweet 16 or beyond the last six NCAA tournaments, uh, because they haven't won a title, this is only their second Final Four, it's more of a kind of prove it to me. Like, it's a product of a bunch of things, and I think it's all reasonable. If they get to 32-0, and 0, yes. I know the Ken Pomeroy stats about how good they've been offensively. Where do they rank among the best teams that you can remember as a guy who covers college basketball in the last 25 or 30 years? Okay, so here's, here's where this is a great conversation. Um, are, you, are you saying in comparison to the field they're playing against, like the context of this Teams, is it fair to say you've or, covered or, college or basketball? Like, yeah, well, that's the question, right? Is college basketball, like, was the average college basketball team in 1995, let's say, way better than the average college basketball team in 2021? Yes. Because there was without, a lot more there was a lot more depth. The players had played together longer. There wasn't the one and done, the better players. So uh, within that context, I think it becomes an interesting question. There have been many teams, too. I mean, like, like let's also remember, there might, may have been slightly fewer quality players, but there are half as many teams. But let's say they get to 32-0. and 0. What is yes. the story about how good the Zags are? I think, you know, for the year, they're, I think the story of Gonzaga is the 20-year build. I don't I mean, yeah, I understand your question. I'll try and answer it. But I think the Gonzaga story, because I was in college, and I remember I was in my dorm room, and we were really good, and we'd watch ball all the time. And a lot of times, the only time we'd get home to watch would be late. 
Yeah. He's on the WCC. And look, I grew up in Southern California. Okay. I, I, I cried. You knew I a lot at, of those guys probably playing in the WCC. No question. And I mean, I, LMU was my favorite. I was a UCLA ball boy a little bit. My sister was a cheerleader there. Um, and so I knew everything about UCLA basketball. My dad coached at Long Beach State, so I knew the whole, it was the PCAA for the Big West. And the WCC, I just knew Pepperdine, Loyola Marymount. That was about it, right? And then Steve Nash and Santa Clara. I'd literally never heard of Gonzaga. I knew John Stockton played there. That's it. That's all I knew about. And so we'd watch. We'd like, oh, Gonzaga. Like, I used to, they had a point guard named Matt Santangelo. was a first-grade point guard. He was awesome. I used to, like, watch them play. But, like, we didn't take them seriously. We're like, dude, we'd, they'd finish in, like, eighth in our league. You know? And considering where they were then, usually what happens is, and Dan Munson left after that first run, the Elite Eight, and usually what happens is, you know, a couple years and it falls apart. And they just kept getting better and better and better and better and better and better. Then they build a new arena. Usually then, you know, they take the wrong guys. They're better, 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 better. And now, now they're in the conversation, the best programs in the country. So that to me is the good thing. And it, and it finally all worked out. You know, they've had an injury here. Josh Heifel, we talked about Josh Heifel with the, with the shrooms one year. They've had something kind of derail them. You know, I come from them the year they got beat by Wichita State, and Gary Bell, who's the starting two guard, got hurt in that game, so he didn't play. Like, there's always been something that's gone wrong. This is a year where, in addition to the build and then getting everything right, then you add in a great freshman in Jalen Suggs, like great, uh, and then everything goes right, and then they, they've gotten better. They weren't this good early in the year. They were good, and you could see it, and that's why in November – I first t- tweeted out when they when they housed Kansas and Kansas couldn't compete with them, Gonzaga or the field. You know they're just better than everybody. So um, I do think there's a conversation for how much better they are than everybody. I'm not really sure until the Baylor game we'll be able to have that conversation because if we're honest, you know they play what a 16 seed, a nine seed, um, a very what they what, what's uh, who else do they play? You know. They, they they haven't played they haven't played the best of the best and USC was a was what a four seed six you know, seed the, yeah a six seed excuse me right so they they played OU they played Creighton they beat a, a talent I mean they beat the doors off a talented USC team but none of these teams were considered the elite teams and if you look at their schedule there's no one you know they didn't play Illinois this year they didn't play Michigan this year you know they they haven't you know they haven't played. I mean, I guess USC is the top team in the in the Pac-12. I mean, part of it was a it was a terrible matchup for USC, and they just boat raced them up. That that game was twenty, and honestly, Gonzaga missed. I think they missed thirteen laps. Like, I, it, it, that one could have been so much worse. Um, so look, I think they're unbel- they're they're a a fun team to watch because they pass it well. They're a tougher team than you think. They uh, they have an awesome freshman point guard. They play with two point guards. Like there's just a lot to like, and I think if I was to be honest, uh, in terms of their level of dominance, it's just hard because in addition to their conference, which is better than you think, like BYU is pretty good, and some of those, and it, now St. Mary's isn't as good as they've been, but the rest of the conference is pretty good. But in a different distant conference, their non-conference wasn't as formidable as it usually is. The NCAA tournament hasn't been as formidable as it usually is. So if we're being honest, and I think they're the best team, and I said I thought they'd win the title from November on, and uh, with all those things being being true, it's hard to put them up against 
you know, any of these other great – I mean, UCLA in 95 lost, I think, two games. And, I mean, it kicked the crap out of everybody. That team was so good. So what would Gonzaga do in the Pac-12 this year? What would they do in the Big 12 this year? What would they do in the Big 10? It stands the reason they probably lose the game. They probably would. Uh, but they didn't play those teams, and everybody they played, they've run over. And, you know, they've BYU scored 53 on them in the first half of the WCC championship, and they just downshifted and boat raced them. So they're incredibly impressive. Uh, but it's hard to, it's hard, it's really hard to contextualize things considering who they've played in and out of their conference. And it's not that they've avoided people, they just haven't been able to pull it off. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. One of the most famous teams in the history of college basketball is the UNLV running Rebs and Jerry Tarkanian. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, I think, tomorrow but I got the great excitement and uh, joy of being able to meet Jerry Tarkanian out in Las Vegas for the NCAA tournament several years ago. He came into Legas Stadium, which I think is closed now, but was the sports book inside of the Palazzo where the Venetian is in Las Vegas. And Jerry Tarkanian was there and he was signing autographs and I got an autographed uh, 8x10 
for Jerry Tarkanian. He was there for the NCAA tournament. It was really cool to get to meet him because as a kid growing up, those UNLV teams, if you were around my age, were incredibly iconic. And some of these guys, you, uh, if you're around my age, I, I don't know that there is a more famous team in the last 40 or 50 years than UNLV 1990 and 1991. They were bad boys. There was the uh, the video of potentially illegal practices. Uh, there was the the video of them hanging out with uh, with uh, gamblers in hot tubs. I mean, Larry Johnson, like I said, Stacy Augman, uh, Anderson Hunt, Greg Anthony, all of those guys for uh, for a certain generation of college basketball fans were incredibly famous. And UNLV won the national title in 1990, and then all of these guys basically came back in 1991, and they were number one for the entirety of the college basketball season. The NCAA was constantly trying to catch Jerry Tarkanian engaging in wrongdoing. Uh, I think, by the way, if you were going to make a a series out there, a, a documentary would be fun, but I think an original television series about the running rebs with somebody playing jerry tarkanian with somebody playing all these different incredibly talented unlv basketball players back in the day i think it would be must-see television i'd love to read an all-access book telling about all the stories that happened while those guys were dominating out there but the big picture here is they were the closest team i can imagine to expected to go undefeated that reached the final four and weren't quite able to do it. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. The expectation that you are going to go undefeated brings with it a remarkable degree of pressure. And I think what has happened, I talked about the fact that the Zags, relatively speaking, Gonzaga, has been undercovered as their quest for perfection has played itself out. Most of the time in sports, we cover big storylines. Like Think about how the Golden State Warriors' quest to go 73-9 uh, and nine was covered in minute detail. Think about how Kentucky in 2015, as they attempted to go undefeated, was covered. Think about Tom Brady... And the New England Patriots, when they were 18-0 and and ended up losing to Michael Strahan, Eli Manning, and the New York Giants. Think about how those teams were covered. And compare it with how we've covered the Zags. The pressure is just now starting. And the pressure may never really be felt if they continue to win by double digits. Because when you're up double digits... There's never that many possessions where you're like, okay, this is a must score. There's never that many times when you have been put into a really difficult scenario where you have to score, where you have to make a play, where it's winning time. And maybe the Zags, who have won all four of their NCAA tournament games by double digits, they have covered in every one of them, maybe they're never really going to find themselves in that must-win scenario. But I think there is a decent chance that at some point, I don't know that's going to happen against UCLA, but it might well happen against Houston and it might well happen against Baylor, that history tells us 
that most championship teams have a gut check time at some point during their championship runs. So, will the Zags actually not be ready potentially for that gut check time because they have not had a necessity to win close games and had those possessions very much during the course of the season? I don't know. But if they end up losing a close game, I think that discussion will be had because that's what happened to UNLV for those of us who are basketball uh, fans a long time. It's crazy to say that it feels like a long time since 1990 or 91. It doesn't feel like that long to me, but it certainly has been. That's what happened late to UNLV. They weren't really ready to be challenged by Duke. Duke matched up with them and put them in a position where they had to make plays in key possessions late, and UNLV made enough mistakes for Duke to end up pulling off a seismic upset and go on and win their first of two national championships. And by the way, the next year when they won the championship was the Christian Leitner shot. Sorry for reminding all of you about it. The Christian Leitner shot that happened uh, against Kentucky en route to the 1992, if I remember correctly, national championship by Duke. They won in 91 and they won in 92. Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, and all of that crew. So, we will see what ends up happening and how all of this shakes out, but I do think it is worth putting a pin in and contemplating to see exactly how all of this is going to shake out. This has been OutKick. Same bat time tomorrow, same bat channel on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.